Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. So in the last podcast, we started taking a look at Luke chapter 1, and we looked at, uh, well, we started with the details that, that Luke begins to give in the birth of, of John the baptizer and of Jesus, but mainly uh, we just read a little bit about uh, the birth of John the baptizer and how the angel comes to Zechariah while he is uh, doing his priestly duties inside the temple. And the angel tells him, You're, you know, your, your prayers have been heard. Your wife's going to give birth to a, a son. And uh, Zechariah didn't believe him. And so the angel says, well, since you didn't believe me, because I am from God, it's Gabriel, the angel from God. He says, since you didn't believe me, then you're not going to be able to speak uh, until John is born, which, you know, we know that it takes around nine months for a child to be born. And so Zechariah's not going to be able to speak for nine months and so Luke goes on with the story and this is where I want to pick up it's in verse 21 he says meanwhile the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary wondering why he was taking so long because he's in there doing his priestly duties they can't see what's going on they just think he's in there you know doing his his thing for you know because it's his turn it's his week to do his priestly duties and you know so he's he's in there and he's burning incense and for some reason it shouldn't be taking this long and, you know, people started to talk a little bit. And when he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures, they realized from his gestures that his silence, that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary, you think? When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. And soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. And she says, how kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace from having no children. Now, can you imagine the look on those people's faces when Zechariah finally did come out? Because, you know, they're, they're so impatient. He's taking so long. You know, the preacher's preaching way too long. But uh, he's burning that incense. He's been in there for a long time. Uh, and, and so they're, they, they're out there praying, but now they're starting to murmur because, you know, they're impatient, much like we are. Nothing's changed today. And when he finally does come out, he can't talk. He just starts making hand gestures to them. And, and you know, we would say something like this. We would say, he looks like he saw a ghost. Well, he didn't see a ghost, but he did see an angel, an angel from God, which would be just so awesome. But one thing I want to point out here. Uh, before we move on into Luke chapter 1, uh, is, and, and I just wanted to say this, that uh, I am not downing anybody for what you choose to do with, with your life by any means. Uh, your life, your choices, you, you know, you got, the Bible says you work out your own salvation. And so we have to, all have to answer before God for ourselves. We are, I'm not accountable for you. You're not accountable for me. I answer for my own choices, my own decisions. So I am not downing anybody or any person when I uh, say what I'm about to say. But I, I want you to notice in verse 25, it says that Elizabeth said, how kind the Lord is. He has taken away my disgrace of having 
no children. In her culture, in, in her day and time, it was an absolute disgrace for a woman to go childless. And, you know, we, we have changed the role of women, and we have moved it so far away from what God in, intended the role of women to be. And you can, it, it, Proverbs 31 is an excellent chapter uh, about the virtuous woman. And, and, and it's not that, you know, a, a woman is a woman and she has her place in society. It's nothing like that. that. When you read about the virtuous woman, she was a very hardworking woman and, and did a lot of things around the house and did, did a lot of things outside of the house, including having children and raising those children. So I'm not, I, I'm not saying that's the women's place and that's what you should be doing. I'm just simply saying that is the model that is given to us by God himself for the virtuous woman. And we have changed the role of women, especially in America today. You know, and we're, 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 you know, we're going after, you know, rights for women and, 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 you know, women want to be equal. Well, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of things that go along with that. Uh, I saw somebody the other day talk about, you know, like just like the men are drafted. You know, if the you know if the women want to be equal, then put them in the draft and 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 think just th- th- all kinds of things like that that people come up with. But uh, Jesus Himself, He gave importance to women more than anybody in His day. He He even had some women as His disciples. Mark fifteen forty one and there's other there's tons of other examples that you can Google and study about the women that followed Jesus, but it just shocks me today, I guess, that there's many women in our day and time who purposely don't have children for various reasons and they don't think anything about it because you know this is what God told Adam and Eve way back in the book of Genesis: be fruitful and multiply. And now you have women who choose not to have children. They don't want to be fruitful. They don't. They don't want to. They don't want to multiply. They don't want to have offspring. And they purposely choose, for whatever reason, to do that. You know, some are career motivated. Some, are, you know, they're too busy living their life, or, and they're they're loving their life, and, and just you know, they they don't want to mess up their bodies. That they. You know, a lot of people, a lot of women, you know, they, 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 they're thin and they want to stay thin. They're muscular and they want to stay muscular. So they, they choose not to have babies because, you know, when you have babies, your body does some serious stretching. Not to say that you can't work all that off or anything like that. But uh, we, my point is we have came a long way from the view that Elizabeth had when she made that statement, how kind the Lord is, he has taken away my disgrace of having no children because there are a lot of women who are on the opposite spectrum of Elizabeth. They could care less that they don't have children. And they, if you tried to say that it was a disgrace to them, they would probably punch your lights out. Um, but basically in antiquity or in, 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 in the, the Bible times when Elizabeth said that, there were two reasons barrenness was undesirable. Uh, the first one would be uh, that children were uh, the equivalent of a retirement plan. 
um, because there was no pensions, there was no social security, you know, there was no help uh, except for your children. They were to take care of you. Um, when you got old, you know, that's why they had extended families. You, you, you lived with your, with your children and your children, when you got old, they, they took care of you. You know, now, you know, uh, that's a, just another issue in our day and time. You know, we take our, our parents and we, you know, they're, they're old and they're just in the way. So we just put them in, in a nursing home because we, we don't have time to take care of them. We're too busy or, you know, or they're too sick and we, you know, but, you know, there's, there's, well, that's another podcast for another day. The second reason, the second reason for barrenness that was undesirable uh, is an extension of the belief that maladies were the result of sin. In other words, if you didn't have a child and you couldn't have a child and you went through life childless, then you were, uh, you were some ungodly sinner. That God was mad at you because of some sin that you have committed. Uh, and we see this played out in Genesis 20 in which the king Abimelech's wife and his servants are barren because of Abraham's lie in 2 Samuel 6, 20-23 where Michael, Saul's daughter, mocks King David rendering her barren. And also in Genesis 30, 23 where Rachel remarks, God has removed my reproach upon becoming pregnant. Also notice that Elizabeth and Zechariah, they were old. And Luke even points out that they were very old. They have been married a long time and they have passed the age of having children. And we hear people talk about Mary being a virgin and having a baby, which is legitimate to do so. But as, as much as Mary gets, you know, there's churches it's even, you know, that, that worship Mary and they say their prayers to Mary uh, but you don't ever hear him saying anything to to uh, Elizabeth. You, you, I don't even hear him talk about Elizabeth. Matter of fact, I don't hardly ever hear anybody talk about Elizabeth, especially as much as they do Mary. You know, Mary was a virgin, but Elizabeth certainly was no virgin. She'd been married for a long time, and she she has uh, been trying to have a baby for a very long time, and. And now her body can't produce an egg anymore. So it's, it's, in man's eyes, it's impossible for her to be able to get pregnant. And she and Zechariah may be so old that maybe they don't even have sex anymore. You know, that little blue pill didn't exist in Zechariah's day. So uh, my point is, this would be truly an awesome miracle of God. And so here's what I want to do. Uh, when we come back from break, I want to take a look at the contrast of these two women, Elizabeth and Mary. And we'll talk about some interesting things. We'll be right back. Sometimes I struggle with the feeling that I'm not good enough. When someone asks me to do a certain task, I struggle with it because I feel like there's always somebody that can do it better than me. And, or, you know, I feel like I'll go ahead and do the task, but I always analyze it and come up with all these ways that I failed at it and I could have done this or that better. Well, why do I feel this way? Why do I have these feelings? And maybe you have the same feelings. Well, it's because I had a family member ever since I was five years old, they, up into adulthood, 
they ingrained in me that I was not good enough, that I was a failure, and that I would never amount to anything. I mean, they literally said those words to me repeatedly out of their mouth. You will never amount to anything. But what I have learned in, in, since I have come to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior and studying God's Word, this is what I've learned, that God says otherwise, that I am good enough and that I'm not a failure. I can do whatever because God is with me. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, he told Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. So God tells Jeremiah that he knew him before he was ever even in his mother's womb. But not only that, God tells Jeremiah that he formed him. And so God made Jeremiah and he makes you and me in a special way. We all have special talents that we can use to do all these things and God's going to be with us. So please don't ever think that you're not good enough because you are good enough. You are made in the image of God and that is enough. So get up and get going and, and do that task and give glory to God when you complete it. Coming back from break, here's what I want to do. I, I want to contrast these two women, Elizabeth and Mary. I want to take what Luke says about these two women and compare uh, these two women. They were both faithful to God and they both had children, but they were both on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, if you think about it, Mary was probably a, a teenager. Uh, uh, most say she's around 12, 13 years old. I, I have a 13-year-old daughter. I, I couldn't imagine if my 13-year-old daughter was to come to me and say, Hey, Dad, I'm, I'm pregnant, by the way. It's, 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 a, it's God's child. It's, he's going to be the Savior of the world. I, you know, I was a virgin, and I'm still a virgin, but hey, I'm, I'm, I'm prego. I'm going, what, what? This is crazy, which is probably the very reason why when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant, that he was going, what? Huh? This makes no sense. How can you be pregnant and, and, and not have had sex? You've cheated on me. That's what you've done. And so I'm going to write you a, a bill of divorcement and, and you know, I, I'm getting out of here. Until and It wasn't until the angel showed up and said, hey, no, this is from God, dude. This is legit. Don't, don't, don't leave her. Don't, don't divorce her. Uh, as a matter of fact, you take her to be your wife because this is Emmanuel that is inside of her. This is God with us, and his name is going to be Jesus, which means God is salvation. So Mary was probably this teenage girl, and, and I'm sure the furthest thing from her mind is having a child. She's probably thinking about you know, going to school and learning and, 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 and helping her parents around the house and and wondering how is she going to fit in to her society and what is her role in society as she grows older and, and you know what's it going to be like when when I am married and I am an adult and I do have children but for right now she's just a kid and I, I, I'm just thinking in, in my brain that the furthest thing from her mind is having a baby and yet we have on the other hand Elizabeth a woman who has been faithful to God and served God and stood by her husband as he served God for many years. Luke says they're very old. And obviously from what she says over and over again in Luke that, that, that the Lord has taken this disgrace from her, 
when she has uh, when when she is pregnant with John, obviously that she has been praying for a child for a long time, and so has Zacharias. We read in in Luke one in the last podcast that when the angel shows up, he says that God has heard your prayer, Zechariah, and you're going to have a child. But uh, we see the contrast in the ages of these women. This woman, Elizabeth, has been serving God for a very long time, and yet she has no child. Her prayer has not been answered yet. And then we have Mary, who is a very young uh, child, and she is faithful to God, but I'm pretty sure that she's not praying to have a baby because she's a virgin and she's not even married yet and so she didn't want to be a disgrace in her society so you know she would stay a virgin until she's married but the the angel comes along and says hey you're you found favor with god and she's like what what are you talking about angel and uh, and the angel tells her you know you're gonna become pregnant and your baby is gonna be the savior of the world it would just be awesome it'd be great um, but very confusing to say the least and very very hard to comprehend especially in that day and time but here's my point when we look at these two women we see a woman who wanted something so bad a child and I'm sure that she tried her whole marriage to get pregnant I mean hello sex between a husband and a wife it, it, it's a great thing so why not try as often as possible right because that's that was her desire that was her prayer was to have a child and especially a male child because she wanted to carry on the lineage of her husband she wanted something so bad she tried so hard but on her own no matter how much she had the desire and no matter how hard elizabeth tried she could not have a child she could not do it on her own she had to have God. Think about that. She had to have God. Despite not having a child, she continued to be faithful and served God. And then it came, right? In Luke 1, she's pregnant with John the baptizer. So what I see in Elizabeth is a person like much like you and me who has desires, who has passions, who has goals that we want to achieve so we work very hard to accomplish these goals and these things but no matter how hard we try sometimes we have to face it it's just not going to happen but does that mean that we give up absolutely not we keep working we keep serving we keep trusting God and we stay faithful to him that's why Jesus said you keep on knocking you keep on asking you keep on searching and you will find you keep on, you keep on, you keep on. You don't give up. Just because God hasn't answered your prayer yet does not mean that you give up. That's the whole basis of this podcast, the Grinded Podcast. We keep going. We do not give up. We keep grinding. And when life gets hard, we keep grinding. We keep going. And we keep putting our trust in God and knowing that He is faithful and that He will answer our prayer at some point in time we do not quit we keep serving we keep trusting and we stay faithful to god because who knows how many times have you done something in this life and you just like i give up i've tried so many times and this is just not working this is it i'm done 
And then once you give up trying so hard yourself, it happens. You fill in the blank with whatever it is, it happens. And just like Elizabeth, it happened for her because she has been way past the childbearing years and God came through for Elizabeth in her old age when it was impossible for her to, to make a baby in her body physically. God came through and miraculously gave her a child, John the Baptizer, when the impossible or when the possible looked impossible, it happened. And it will happen because we quit trying to control everything in our lives and God is allowed to do his thing. And then we take a look at Mary, who was this young kid who was just living life and really just getting started with life. And then Gabriel pops up on the scene and says, Hey Mary, good news. You're gonna be you're gonna be prego soon and oh by the way. The baby is from God, and he's going to be the Savior of the world, Emmanuel, God with us. Let's face it. There are people who have the it factor. You've heard that before, I'm sure. There are people who have the it factor. They don't try. They don't work hard. They just have it. And as if it comes naturally, and I'll give you a great example. And again, using my 13-year-old daughter for... Uh, the example, the girl can play any sport and and she's very good at all the sports that she plays, soccer, basketball. I think she's starting to get into to volleyball. But last week, uh, as you can see, my instruments behind me, I, I, I play a lot of instruments. And last week she comes to me and she says, hey, hey dad, I want to play your, your drums. I was like, yeah, cool. And when she was eight years old, she played one time in a church service when I was pastoring at Louisville Christian Church in Louisville, Tennessee. And she was, like I said, she was eight years old and I showed her a few things back then, but it's been five years since she has played uh, the drums or any instrument. And when she came to me last week, I was, you know, I was just so happy. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I said, I'll go print off some songs from, that we're going to be playing in church next Sunday and, and uh, see if you can play it. And I didn't show her anything. She just sat down at the drum set and I said, uh, uh, I started playing. I said, see if you can hear the beat, see if you can feel it and play it. And playing the bass drum and the snare drum and the hi-hats, which keeps time. The girl just sat down and just nailed it right off the bat. I mean, perfect timing, stayed in time through the whole song. And, and I, my jaw just dropped to the floor because I was 19 years old. When that happened to me, she's 13, and her timing is a, a lot better than mine is already. And 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 so we picked some more songs, and then we played a couple of Nirvana songs and and a couple of pop songs. And I said, hey, you know, next Sunday's Youth Sunday. Let me print off the songs that we're going to play for Youth Sunday, and uh, printed off four songs and played them. She nailed them absolutely perfect. Just boom, 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 boom. And I said, hey, you want to play uh, for Youth Sunday next Sunday? And she's like, yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, that was this past Sunday. And we probably had the biggest audience we've had in a while. I'd say there's 250 people there or maybe more. And uh, 
there, she has to sit in a drum cage and wear headphones, and I thought that might be a little intimidating for her, but she absolutely sit down and nailed all four songs in practice and in the service. And you can go on and, and, and online and uh, uh, we're on Facebook and YouTube at Partnership Christian Church in Maryville, Tennessee, and you can listen to her play. She she absolutely has the it factor, and and that's. Uh, I mean, it's like it just comes so natural for her. She she didn't have to work hard for it. It just it just she just sat down, literally, just sat down and played those songs and played them flawlessly. And in my mouth, like I said, my mouth just dropped to the floor. But there are some people who have to work hard, and they never get what they're striving for, and yet they 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 can be discouraged and and, and quit. And so my a goal or my advice to you is don't quit don't give up stay faithful you might have to work hard you may have to pray harder than everybody else you may you 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 may have to 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 just really grind it out but god is faithful and god will come through don't quit stay faithful and allow god to do his thing don't give up on god i mean where are you going to go when you give up after you give up on god and, you know, and, and then realize that there's some people, and it may be you, that you have the it factor, and you can do whatever you put your minds to without hardly any effort. Yet they, too, have to depend on God, for it is He who blessed them with those talents and those abilities. And like Elizabeth, Elizabeth could have used her childless, unbearing womb to discourage her and to quit her service to God, but she didn't, right? She remained faithful despite her barrenness, and, and, and then look what happens. Boom, she's prego in her old age because God has blessed her with a baby that they're going to call John, who is known as John the Baptizer. And God actually had a plan for her the whole time. Think about that. God had a plan for Elizabeth the whole time, and she just didn't know it. And here's the thing. God has a plan for you. You may not know exactly what that plan is, and you may not know what all the details are, but if you stay faithful to God and you keep believing, you know, like Journey says, don't stop believing, yeah, right? you got to keep on keeping on and trusting God and have faith in God that He will come through, and He will show you that plan, and He will show you the steps of that plan, and you too will be blessed just like Elizabeth was blessed. Now, if you're one of those who does have the it factor, hear me out. Stay humble. Stay humble and realize, always realize, who gave you those talents. God is the reason that you have those abilities, and He gave it to you so that you will use your talents to glorify Him. Not so that you can become arrogant or cocky or prideful or think highly of yourself, because those talents can be easily taken away just as they were given to you. So stay humble. Know your role, as the rock used to say. Know your role. But in both of these women's lives, here's the point. God was glorified. God was glorified. Not the woman, not Mary, not Elizabeth. Because we're going to see here soon in the next podcast that Elizabeth goes into hiding. She goes into seclusion. But God was glorified. An old woman who worked hard all of her life serving God and a young girl who was just starting life 
God used both of these women in mighty ways, and he will use you to glorify him with your life. And I want to end today's podcast with this thought. It's easy to look at other people's lives and compare their lives to ours. Many times it seems as though they have it way better than we do, and it seems to come easier for them than it does for us. Elizabeth could have had some harsh feelings toward Mary, but she didn't. And I believe one of the main reasons why that she didn't is because God has blessed her in many other ways, and now he has given her the desire of her heart, which is a child. Despite what you think, how good other people have it, stay focused on you and your relationship with God. He will help you with any struggle that you have, and he will meet your needs. Stay faithful because God has a plan for you. He will reveal it to you, and he will show you that plan, and he will walk with you as you glorify him on a daily basis basis you we like elizabeth have to keep trusting god even when it seems like god's not going to answer our prayers if he's not going to give us the desires of our heart but he did and he will just like he did for elizabeth he will for you god bless you keep grinding Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.